Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. And we've got a great episode for you today. If you're interested in lending money to your brother with an IRA or non-recourse loans in real estate, or how you can get someone access to your IRA financial self-record IRA account. This is the episode you need to listen to. So give me the next 10 minutes of your time. And I promise I will succinctly and directly answer these questions. Um, and hopefully we uh, can learn together. So um, without further ado, let's get going. First question from Twitter. I want to use my self-directed IRA to lend funds to my brother. If my brother then uses the funds to buy a boat, and I use that boat, is that okay? <laughs> so this is a good question. I actually um, spoke to this person, um, or at least got an email from this person. So this came through Twitter, but um, funny enough, an email got to me kind of with the same fact pattern. It wasn't a boat. It was, uh, I think, real estate. But this is the idea. Hey, we know brothers, sisters, they're not disqualified people. When it comes to an IRA, you're not allowed to transact with yourself or a disqualified person. It's essentially your parents, children, spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, or any entity is controlled 50% or more by these such persons. So siblings are cool, kosher. You can transact. So the idea is that, hey, I'm going to lend my brother 100000 bucks. And then my brother will buy this car or this boat and hey, I'll just chill and use it. No one's going to know. So will the IRS know if you lend your brother 100,000 bucks or 50,000 bucks, he buys a fishing boat and every weekend you go fishing on it? Probably not, be honest. But if there's some prearranged plan, if there's things in writing that shows that your IRA is only lending your brother the money so you can personally benefit, if you do get audited and the IRS uncovers that, email or that document, then you're in trouble, right? There's something called the step transaction doctrine. That means that if the IRS feels that certain steps are shams, they'll ignore them and they'll just collapse the transaction together. It's known as economic substance. If the transaction is no substance, they'll ignore it. So if they feel like this loan to your brother is a sham, and you're really just lending yourself the money, in essence, through your brother's a straw, man to buy your boat or your car or, or the vacation home, they'll ignore that and treat this as a transaction that's disqualified. So um, as long as you can show that, hey, I lent the money to my brother and there's no you know, guarantee or prearranged plan that the money was going to be used to buy an asset that I would personally benefit from, then I think you're good to go. But if it's clear that you're only doing this to buy the boat so you guys can use it and your families can enjoy it, and that's the only reason you're doing the loan, then if that's in writing and the IRS finds it, you're going to have a tough time defending yourself and the IRS will likely treat the transaction as disqualified. Yes, I know the IRS is going to be hiring 87,000 new agents. Thankfully, there's no IRS IRA department. So good, for good practical matters. It, it may not impact IRA investors, but hey, just don't be stupid. Um, 
if, if it's really being done to personally benefit yourself, don't do it. Just don't do it alone, right? If you're really just lending your brother the money so you can, you know, use the boat, yeah, don't just don't do it. Now, will the IRS catch you? Uh, who knows? But, you know, my, my suggestion is just don't do anything that, you know, is really not done to benefit your IRA. So thanks for that question. The second question is from Eric W. of Tempe, Arizona. Eric wants to know, if I want to use a non-recourse loan to buy real estate with my solo 401k, is it true that some non-recourse lenders will not lend real estate in certain states? Now, it's a great question, Eric. And, and in general, you're right. Okay. And we work with a number of great non-recourse lenders. So if you are a client of IRA Financial and want to get a non-recourse loan, and what's a non-recourse loan? That's a loan you do not personally guarantee. Why is that required? Well, under 4975C, an IRA owner is not allowed to personally guarantee an obligation of his or her IRA. Same with a 401k. You cannot personally guarantee an obligation of your 401k. So that means the loan must be non-recourse, meaning if you do not pay the loan payments, the lender cannot go after you personally. All they can do is take back the asset. So that's what's known as a non-recourse loan. Now, because the lender is taking a greater percentage of risk because generally they can't go after you, they don't have that recourse. Most cases are gonna ask for at least 30, 35% down. And they may not lend to certain states. Why? Because if there are certain states, which um, is the case that have very difficult foreclosure rights, then they're not gonna wanna lend to those states because it's gonna be hard to repossess that property from you there's a renter in there or, or, or the like. So what are some of those states? Generally, it's California, Vermont, New York, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Washington. Those are the more common states that a lot of non-recourse lenders just don't want to lend to. Even if you're going to put 50, 70% down, they may not want to touch it. Now, if you're going to be putting that much equity down, maybe they will. But if you're just doing a traditional 35%, 30% down, some of the non-recourse lenders we work with will not lend to that state. Uh, so that means that if you are want, looking to buy a, a home in California and uh, you want to use a retirement account, you need to use a non-recourse loan, whether it's an IRA or 401k, um, they may not lend to that asset because the fact you cannot personally guarantee it. And the only recourse they will have is to take that asset back because the states I mentioned have very uh, favorable tenant um, rights and it's difficult to foreclose in some of those states. They, they just may not be in their interest to do that loan. So definitely, if you're a client of our financials, let us know. We, we have a great list, great um, group of lenders that we've worked with, you know, the last 12 years or so. And they've probably, you know, helped, uh, I don't want to say thousands, but hundreds of clients um, use non-recourse loans to acquire real estate. Of course, if you're using a solo 401k, then you can get uh, around the unrelated business Taxable income tax, which um, rears its ugly head at IRA investors, which imposes a maximum tax rate of uh, 37% um, on, on the debt finance portion of that asset. So generally, uh, if you can get into a solo 401k because you're self-employed or a small business owner with no full-time employees other than the owners of their spouses, you'd be in a better position if you used a solo 401k versus an IRA to get a non-recourse loan. But remember, certain states like California, Vermont, New York, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Washington may prove difficult. Third and final question on today's episode is from Victor Y. of Huntington Beach, California. And Victor wants to know, I have a client that wants to set up a self-directed IRA 
but she wants to give me access to the account. Is that possible with IRA Financial? So yeah, it is. Uh, there's something called a um, client representation or rep auth client representation authorization form or rep auth on our app where the client could submit it and complete it and say, hey, I want to give access to you know John Doe, Jane Doe, Victor, whoever it is. And as long as the client um, consents and you'll have access to that account, we can talk to you if you, you want to kind of check out where the rollover is or the transfer is, just get a status on the account or just know more about the account because you're a financial advisor or you're a trusted um, friend, neighbor, family member, that's certainly possible. We work with um, many, many uh, strategic partners, financial advisors, um, investment funds, promoters of uh, investments that want to get a little bit more access not because they want to do anything with the funds. They just want to know the status of the rollover, mostly the transfer. Um, that's really it. Generally, once the rollover transfer occurs, the money's with them. And at that point, they really don't have much uh, of a need for the account. But on the onboarding process, they want to be able to help the clients. Some clients just don't want to deal. They don't have the time. Even though our app's amazing, it only takes a couple of minutes to onboard. I know it. Some clients just are like, I don't want to deal with this crap. You, you completed, here's a copy of my license, like upload the license, you deal with the transfer, here's my IRA statement or the 401k rollover, you deal with it, set it up, get the money, and then move it to XYZ fund or, or your fund, and, and I'm good to go, I'll sign off on it, like, I just don't have time, I'm busy, I'm a doctor, lawyer, or real estate person, or just, even if I have time, I don't want to be bothered, because it's kind of a pain in the, you know what, so uh, you do it, and that's totally cool. Again, it's your it's your money. It's a self-directed account. As long as you give access to that person, we are more than uh, comfortable working with that person and uh, hopefully helping um, you get your account open quicker so you can get um, your investment done uh, in the most efficient manner. So there you go. Another ad mail in the bag. So thank you for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you as well. Um, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. It's podcast drops every Thursday. Um, so if you miss it, don't worry, you can pick it up wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you subscribe to our YouTube channel at IRA Financial, you can just check it out at your leisure and uh, watch it. You get to see what I look like. If you don't want to look at me, which I can't blame you for, then you can just listen to the podcast and um, you'll be good to go. So thanks again for um, spending some time here today. I really appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day. Take care. Talk to you again next week. Be well. Thank you.